Welcome to the Octopi Podcast. Today we're going to talk about sustainability. What can we do as individuals, leaders, and organizations to make a more sustainable future? Curious to find out more? Stick around. And thanks for joining us. Welcome everyone to this episode of the Octopi Podcast. My name is Matt Dunsmore. I am joined today by Jean Larkin. Say hello, Jean. Hey guys. Jean is our, uh, for those who don't know, she's our head of growth here on the team. And unofficially, she is also our head of sustainability on the team, uh, being the person who keeps us. She is kind of like our conscience when it comes to keeping things sustainable, being eco-friendly in all of our practices and reminding us when maybe we are uh, out of line with that uh, core tenet of our own with long-term uh, or longevity. So without further ado, the question that I have, Gene, for you is I'd love to know, like I've personally felt your passion um, for this, even just in recommendations for companies and stuff, people to buy from. I guess I've, I wonder how long have you been passionate about this? Is this something that in childhood you were just like an eco warrior or did you discover your love of hugging trees and bark uh, later on in life as an adult? Great question. And I wish there was some like beautiful story of me getting, you know, having an adorable interaction with a wild bunny and having my heart change forever. <laughs> I don't have that story. What I can tell you is my mother would like to take credit for this and some absolute gratitude to her because she was in many ways for a small town um, into things like recycling, which wasn't on everybody's radar back in the early 90s. Um, But as a kid, that was huge for her. But to be honest, I think it was one of those things that I've just always noticed. And the more I looked, the more I found, the more I found, the more I cared, the more I cared, the more I looked. And it has become a continued passion. I'd say over the last 10 years or so, it's become the guiding light of how I make my choices in many ways. Um, Mm. But absolutely has been an organic process um, that has evolved and shifted from childhood to as a student and ultimately in my adult life. Nice. Now, what is it that, because there's a lot of people out there who just kind of operate not even thinking about the environment, all right? What is it about Earth, the environment, being eco-friendly that makes you so passionate about this topic? There's no planet B, I guess, to mm-hmm. use a very popular hashtag. But sincerely, I am somebody who has become very much a city girl in that I love popping down to the Thai restaurant and then tomorrow night going out to Indian food and having all of the delights of co-working and city living. Mm. But truthfully, I will never be more odd um, at home, just feel grounded and fabulous than when I have my feet in the sea or in a garden and I am engaging with the earth. I think she is the single most awe-inspiring and phenomenal thing that we have um and although i love and appreciate modern tech and advances in science and medicine i think there's so much we can still learn um in the what we can create realm i think there's so much more to unlock in the natural realm that we have completely shifted our view from in many ways and i just think that i'm very passionate i guess about tapping into that in one way and additionally i just would feel terrible. I guess one of the 
things I started thinking about, which is probably weird. I was pretty young, like way before I was in, you know, thinking about being a parent. I used to, when I was like in high school, I, when I was trying to make a decision I thought was hard, I had this idea that I didn't want to lie to my kids. Mm. And how would I feel talking to my future child at that same age? Would I want to lie to, would I feel like I needed to lie to them about what I was going to do or engage with? Mm. And I f- wholeheartedly believe that if I were to decide to bring children and raise children, I would want to leave the absolute best and improved version of this earth to them that I was inherited or that then I inherited. Um, and for me, that's not money. It's much more than that. And I think the biggest thing is the earth and I just wouldn't feel good about it otherwise. Yeah. You bring up something interesting, which is this idea. Like I love the idea that it's, almost out of accountability and not, you know, I, I think when people hear of, you know, I'm passionate about the environment, they have an image in their mind of who those people are. Right. Um, and it, for those who don't know Jean, when you first meet Jean, she does not give off the vibes of like, Oh, I'm just living on the beach or anything. Like she is very much like a, like a get shit done person. And so for people who, might not expect that, I guess, like, it's an interesting angle of accountability, because that to me, like, really resonates with the personality and the person that I know of Gene, is, like, it's more about accountability than just, you know, that myth of the hippie these days, which isn't really how how it works anymore, right? Well, I sometimes self-define as a dirty hippie, and I've had people meet me and be like, you're not a dirty hippie. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. And then I kind of just like let them answer that and then I ignore it. And then weeks later or generally time passes and they look at me one day and they're like, wow, you're a dirty hippie. And I'm like, I know. Um, but I <laughs> a think dirty it's- A hippie with like five jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, who's, who's building startups or who wears lipstick or who can dress up or who can be in a boardroom and these types of things. But I'm very much, and it's funny because I love that Octopi, we describe ourselves as this organization created by a bunch of optimists. I don't see myself as an optimist at all. At the most optimistic way I can describe myself, I'm a realist. Um, and I think that's true for my passion for sustainability. Is You can say obsession. Convinced. I think obsession is also, I mean, they're interchangeable at this point. We can go okay, that. fair, fair. <laughs> um, but what can I do? And I think one of the biggest things plaguing our generation, the generations above us, generations below us for sure is apathy. And, you know, as political scientists, um, as we, we both were in our previous lives, that's a huge problem. It's a problem for the electorate. It's a problem for the nation. It's, it's an international problem. And I think we see it a lot in the U.S. I see, think we see it far more in developed nations than we do in developing nations. And I think it's just as strong, if not more strong, with sustainability. And I think the other part is people want to have this terrible image of this awful, weird outlier of a sustainability geek because they want to think that's undesirable to justify and make themselves feel mm-hmm. better about not walking farther down that road. Yeah. It's one of those ignorance is bliss. If I don't yep. know or don't let it sit in my brain, the effect that my behavior has on this planet, on the earth, on other people, then I don't need to deal with the consequences. Yeah, I don't feel I bad that, if I think of you as this other persona. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Now, uh, I'll switch gears a little bit, um, but still, I mean, staying on the same topic. You have this 
keen ability to discover companies that just you're I'm I'm always my mind is blown whenever we talk and we'll say like oh what's your setup and she's like well if you want to get a mic or if you want to get headphones these people make it from this way and this is like or if you want a phone case these people source ethically and stuff like that um, so she's like always got something ready to roll and so my question is how do you find those kind of companies because you're right I think this apathy is the hurdle. So how, how can we make it easy? Like what makes it easier for you to be able to put those on the radar? So I think part of that is, is values. So you need to decide what your values are. Everyone has different values. Mm-hmm. I once started a blog um, and like many projects I care a lot about, I didn't follow it through to the extent. Um, but it was, it was mas que cero, which is Spanish for more than zero, because I was really frustrated with this whole zero waste movement of like, Instagrammable perfection and clean and organized and like these people who had a mason jar with their trash for the year that had literally like an inch of stuff in it. I'm like, have you ever swept your floor? Like, (laughs) what are you like? How is that possible? Yeah. Um. And I just so so you know limiting waste is huge for me, but it's one part of a bigger puzzle, and it's doing it within reason and being healthy is also important. Um, and so not going to the extreme of trying to have a Instagramable mason jar of almost nothing as my trash for the year. Um, and finding that balance for me. So for me, plant-based is important for me being, you know, vegan and cruelty-free is important. Um, local and sustainable, which can mean organic, you know, pesticide-free, run by a small family. Um, so for me also, you know, fair trade, making sure that it's not child slaves in Africa or in the Middle East or wherever else used to make this thing that I want cheaper. Um, it's making sure that the dyes in the actual manufacturing process that companies use aren't polluting and destroying the rivers and the communities where they're held. So there's a lot of things. And as I'm doing this, I'm watching your face and this happens a lot when I list kind of all the different things I check for, it feels like a lot starts to feel like this mountain of things that you could never possibly be sure about. And that makes people go, you know what? I can't deal with this. Yep. Right. But pick one, whatever it is, you know, made in the USA. So you don't have to deal with shipping things around the world. And you know that it was used to help Americans have jobs. That's something. But once you have something that means something to you, then it's, it's actually really easy you can do a Google search for, you know, USA made companies and there are blogs dedicated to listing out all the different companies that actually do the whole process in the States. Um, Same thing for whether it's cruelty free or organic or whatever else, there's a lot of information available online. And I absolutely have to say, I have a gift for processing massive amounts of information quickly. And so I can pour through lots of these things and read and pick out and highlight and find companies that I think are doing amazing work and really hard industries. And the one I'll just bring up for an example, uh, I found three years ago, maybe, I'm not even sure. Um, They were brand new. Uh, It's called Nimble. And I was actually just looking because, you know what, I think it was was less than that, maybe about two years ago now, regardless. So about last year, I found this company and I'd been traveling around with a program of a bunch of digital nomads. And this, I never thought that I needed things. And that's the minimalist in me. I don't buy things unless I absolutely need them or, you know, they'd add value to my life. Mm -hmm. And I realized, you know, for longer road trips or whatever, you know, being a digital nomad, working as much as I do, I need something to charge my phone because my life and my work is on my phone. 
but right. I didn't want to just buy another hunk of metal and tech because I know tech is one of the hardest things to properly recycle. So I just started researching and I didn't know if it existed or not, but I was willing to give it an hour of my day to figure it out. And so I started researching. I found this company, Nimble. They're great. Look at their little logo. It's an elephant. For those listening, I'm showing Matt because it happened to be sitting next to me as eco-friendly things are always within reach. Mm-hmm. This bad boy is made from like plant-based and recycled materials. Every time you buy from this company, they ship with absolutely no plastic and include a bag for you to return a pound of unused, unwanted electronics so you can they will properly dispose of them for you. They also are a small startup. They left the tech industry because they hated how wasteful it was and started doing this completely by themselves. They sold directly to customers because retailers, for example, require it to be in certain amounts of plastic and for you know display and for safety and for whatever excuses they give you. And so they only sold to customers. And then I got it. And it's a beast. Like this thing lasted a month between me flying to San Francisco to Spain and then a few weeks passed and I used it again. It was still working. Like it's superior quality. You know, we always talk about putting profit second to humans doesn't mean you don't have profit. You can still have a great profitable business and have humans first. You can still have ethics first and have a great product. And these guys are phenomenal. And then I just found out for Earth Day, they announced that Verizon stores are now going to stock them. These little amazing eco-friendly company through growth and support from everyday humans like me is -hmm. now going to be sold in Verizon stores. Nice. Uh, And and I would imagine... Um, I think there's also this idea for people that if they want to do good by the environment, they have to pay out of pocket, like a ton, a ton more, right? It's way more expensive, um, which certainly could be the case in some instances, but it's not hundred percent all the time, right? It's, it's just, it depends on the way you produce kind of like what you're talking about, like case by case. This is a good example too, even beyond this conversation of eco of people make values-based decisions all the time. And I think so many companies out there are so focused on how do we lower prices? How do we, you know, it's all about price point or, you know, adding, jamming more stuff down people's throats, like you're saying. Whereas if they really thought through what do we care about? We're more careful with that you can charge a little bit of higher price because you actually stand for something and people with those aligned values such as yourself are not only going to pay that, but you're going to seek you out so that they can, which I think is, is really cool. Do you have any other kind of brands that come top of mind that you would recommend to anybody listening? Yes. And I'll, we'll have a blog and I will share a ton cause there's tons, but right here around mm-hmm. my, around my body right now, obviously there's nimble, there's Pella, which is completely 100% compostable phone cases. Cause we throw billions away a year. And this particular one is like they donate to Save the Bees campaign. Um, My headphones actually listen, LSTN. They make plastic free with wood and natural bits and metal. um, Phenomenal high quality sound and recording gear, um, speakers, etc. And they also donate to phenomenal causes um, for people who do have hearing impediments, which is, I think, incredibly beautiful. So those are three of the really big tech ones that I say that I, that I love and support and will definitely include more in a blog if you're excited to learn more about these. Yeah, I love that. So I, I want to ask one more question before we go into una cosita más, which is, I'm sure there are some people listening who have some say, they may not be the final decision maker, but they have some say in the process of how they, their company may source materials. And so 
you know, you were the one leading the charge from us of, you know, and this was just me going, Hey, like we should get swag up. And then you went and found an alternative that was eco-friendly, very similar in operations to kind of what you've described for some of these other companies, T-Mill. And so we, we now ship globally from T-Mill, um, some of our stuff. And so my question to you is, do you have advice for anybody who may be in that position and is like, wanting to do better, wanting to make more values based, like, okay, we're going to source from these partners because they're aligned with our value set, specifically thinking of it in the context of being more eco-friendly or sustainable. Do you have any recommendations for things that people might do as maybe a first step or, or here's the way you can search or any of those kinds of things? Yeah, absolutely. I think the first step is knowing that you're not alone. You're slightly ahead of the curve is kind of how the way I'd like to see it, which is always great in business, whatever it is. If you can be a little ahead, that's great. Um, and it's becoming more and more popular. So absolutely do a bit of a search, look in your region, talk to people who are talking about it, reach out and know you're not alone. And there is a dedicated, amazing group of humans who will support you and be excited. And I think the asterisk and the hard thing that everyone needs to remember, and I just had this conversation yesterday, there's this amazing little online, eco-friendly, sustainable, responsible retailer for yoga equipment for example. And they sell these leggings that are $68. And I had this friend go, Oh my gosh, I'd never spend this money on leggings. Right. I said, how much, how many leggings do you own? And she kind of stopped and looked at me. And this is the thing that I think you talked about this capitalist rush of so much stuff. You know, there was a time where people had literally one shirt and one pair of pants and they wore them for a week and they properly cleaned them and they wore them again. And you had to have kind of handmade high quality garments you wore them until you couldn't fit in them anymore. And then you did kind of that again. And we've evolved to this world of whether it's tech products or clothing, where we expect them to be super cheap and super available in one click and it arrives the next day. And then we wear them out really quickly because of course they're made cheaply. And then we buy them again. And the conversation, you know, was kind of very simply, I said, I spend significantly less money now than when I only bought leggings that were never more than $20 because I buy less they last me longer. I feel great about it. I support people, organizations, and companies doing great things. And there's a significant difference in quality that makes absolutely all the difference. And this is where minimalism has come into it. If you haven't seen Minimalist, the documentary, go watch it. Stop, think about a little bit of this. But I think at the end of the day, consumers are waking up to this. And if you're making the hard decisions, if you're going to help your brand source more ethical products, be imperfect, put your hands up. We don't know exactly how we're doing this, but we're doing our best and we're taking these steps. Throw it out to your customers. Hey guys, does anyone have, you know, any recommendations or thoughts? You know, we're trying, this is kind of our plan. If you have any recommendations, we're open to hearing them, but we're trying and we want to do better and we want you to help hold us accountable. That honesty, that transparency, that imperfect human shared collaboration is what we want as consumers. And I think it'll really help you stand out as an organization. Yeah, I love that. I also love the idea of, of you know, if someone is in that position of having to make the decision and they want to make the right call or, or the ethical call or whatever that description may be for them is put it in context. Just like you said, you know, sure, we can get quantity at a lower price, but maybe the quality isn't there. And over time, this makes more sense. Or so many of yeah. us are in relationship-based 
uh, industries with our suppliers. I've like, I've been in retail. I know that's how it works. It's the same thing in, you know, events and software. I've been on both sides of those calls. So I think that is a good thing to keep in mind is you are laying the, as you are making your stuff, whatever it be, product services, any of those kinds of things, you are laying the foundation for a hopefully long-term relationship with the person across from you. And the more you can put into making it sustainable for that relationship, I think is, is always a win. And this being one of those things that you can go out of your way and be like, we actually do this ethically. I love the, your, your point about being transparent and honest and just saying like, we haven't figured it out. I think you get a ton more grace from people that way. And instead of someone who might pop in and say, Hey, did you know these people are actually doing this, this, and this, which isn't an alignment. You'll have someone that'll say, um, Hey, here's an alternative because you might find this out about that supplier down the road or something. So great points. One last, or una cosita mas, uh, the way we'll finish today. Uh, just one question from you or one recommendation. Do you have, for anybody sitting at home that has been kind of inspired by this, is like excited about this now, do you have like one thing that someone sitting at home that, or someone that's listening can do that's like a simple, small, small change you can make to the way you do things on a daily basis that, can make a big impact down the road. So many, so many ideas. <laughs> oh, that's so hard. Um, I'll give you a few and you can pick which one you think is easiest. Cool. And you don't have to do this physically with your hands. Some people recommend it, but I, I, you can be a little bit more metaphorical about it. One is look at your trash. What are you throwing away the most? Is it food that you buy thinking that you're going to cook for yourself and you don't and you throw it away? Adding to the astronomically high percentage of food in America that gets thrown away and never gets eaten. Is it plastic? What is it? And if when you figure out whatever that one thing is, make an action plan to make that smaller, whether that's acknowledging that you want to cook with spinach and you never do, so just stop buying spinach um, and do something simple like that. Alternatively, if you're not ready to do a really heavy lifting of like self-evaluating um, your waste cycle, make one day a week meat-free. And go plant-based for a week and be do a little research onto how and why that significantly will decrease your carbon footprint. Um, and give that a try. The third and final one that I would recommend is look closer to home first. Whether that is Etsy, whether that's a little local shop. Maybe you find the product on Amazon because it's COVID and everyone's stuck inside. But do a quick search to see if they have their own website. And if they have their own website and they're close by and you can get it from a close by local shop, pick that and support that small business rather than telling them that the only way they get business is through Amazon. Nice. So I'd say those are some three little places that you could start. I love it. Excellent recommendations, madam. Well, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Jean, for joining and making awesome recommendations. And we'll see you all next time. Thanks, Matt. Thanks.